From the studios of WFN, uh, this is Mike Zahn, Francesca on the fan on this uh, September the 5th, which is a very big day in the history of this program, uh, dating back to 1989, a uh, long, long time ago. It's the day Mike and the Mad Dog started on September 5th, 1989. Now, I said from this, and I want to clarify this once and let it go, I, I said it's from the studios of WFN. Uh, today, we're not. We will be in the studio. We will be out of the studio. Day to day, it will be different. Day to day, we'll be in a lot. We'll be in different places. We have the ability to do it from a couple different places. Uh, we have set that up now. But it all will emanate through the studios of WFAN. So, and that has been my open forever. So it's not going to change, even though we might not be in the studio itself. We still will send it through that switchboard. So it will always be in my mind from the studios of WFAN. So we're not going to change that no matter where we're, uh, bringing you the show from. This is a uh, September 5th show, as I said, which to me is always a big day uh, because that was the first day Dog and I started long 30 years ago. So uh, it is a very uh, meaningful day. Uh, it's a long, long road that the two of us traveled for many years together. The 19 years we spent together and uh, the last 11 years that we have spent uh, doing programs uh, by ourselves in different locales. So, uh, but it adds up to 30 years and afternoon drive. So it's a meaningful day from that standpoint. Uh, we got a lot to get to today. Dan Marino will join us. Uh, we have a big football week coming up. We got a football game tomorrow night. Obviously, everyone's looking forward to it. We're ready for week number one. Everyone you can kind of tell is getting ready, a little antsy, getting ready. We will have a football Friday as always, and we will have uh, the football Sunday show back after it being off for a year. And I have to admit, when I got stopped by people, uh, they mentioned the Sunday show as many times as they mentioned the weekday show to me. So I know that show has always uh, uh, had a very loyal following. Uh, you know, a lot of the same people called every week throughout the many years we did that show and the two-minute drill we would do on Sunday. So I'm looking forward to getting back to that. We will have the regular people with us. We'll do the same exact format, and it will be on 9 to noon. Uh, the one difference is it will be exclusively on the Mics On app uh, and uh, audio and video of it on Sunday mornings from 9 until noon and not on the fan. Obviously, the rest of the time from 3 to 6.30 will be on the fan, audio, and video, and you can get the video of the program on the app. Each day, you can get the Mike's On app at mikeson.com or iTunes or Google Play. So um, you can join us there if you want to see the video day in and day out. Or you can get the audio when you're traveling around. And you can get that, obviously, also at WFAN, uh, as always. Um, I wanted to mention early, because I'm involved in this, and uh, I know a couple people sent me messages saying, what's going on with Terry Bradshaw? Terry Bradshaw is doing an event at the Tiller Center where I did the event last year, and the people were great. And the people the people at the Tiller Center couldn't have treated me better. We had a great program there last year. It was a wonderful experience. Uh, I told them in the years to come I was going to try and bring a couple of shows back there. I'm even uh, working on one now that I might bring back there, and not until you know next spring or next fall. But... Um, they have a lecture series as part of the, uh, you know, relationship they have with LIU there. On the, they're on the campus of Post uh, on Long Island, if you've never been to the building. 
Uh, Terry Bradshaw is coming in. So the guys who ran it called me and said, would you, you know, come and MC and host it and interview Terry and we'll take questions and do the whole thing like you've done in a lot of different places. Would you do that with Terry Bradshaw? I said, fine. So uh, that's what we're going to do. And now we have a couple tickets to give away, and we can give them away a pair right here on the program. Uh, the show is September 13th, so it's a week away at the Teller Center for the Performing Arts right on Long Island. Right now, uh, seventh caller at 866-540-9326. Uh, we'll give you another chance to win tomorrow. Uh, tickets, you can still get them. Go to the Tiller Center website. They might have a couple tickets available. Uh, I would think it'll be a fun evening. Uh, from my standpoint, it's a very interesting guy. First of all, he's a very colorful character. If you've ever heard him on the radio with Joe and Evan, a very colorful character, plus legendary quarterback, interesting career. Uh, not every day with the Steelers was sunny. He's had a very, very successful broadcasting career. He's been in a lot of different venues, whether it's movies or uh, country music. Uh, he's been very open about his life. Uh, and all the different things that have come his way, the good things and the bad things. So I, I think it will be a fascinating evening. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. So it'll be the 13th of September at the Tiller Center. And like I said, we're going to give away tickets tomorrow again. You can get them. Go to the Tiller Center website or the box office, and we'll see everybody there on the 13th. So today's that will be a week from tomorrow. So it'll be a week from tomorrow night, uh, as a matter of fact. Uh, tomorrow, before I do the show, I will be on the uh, CNBC Halftime Report, which is one of my favorite shows uh, with the guys. I did the show last December. They asked me to come back tomorrow before the football season, so I will be on the uh, Halftime Show at 12 o'clock, the Halftime Report for CNBC tomorrow before I come and do the show uh, at tomorrow afternoon at 3, so I'll be on there tomorrow at 12. And as we said, we'll have Dan Marino to talk about football, and interesting, we'll have Dan on today because no quarterback, as we get ready for Sam Donald's start of his career, no quarterback came in and was ever more successful right from the start than Dan Marino, okay? Now, there have been other guys who have stepped in and won. We know that. But no one's ever stepped in. And Dan had a great junior year if he had been, and he's a little like Donald because after his junior year, he would have been drafted first in the draft. Dan slipped a long way in what was a very, uh, you know, prestigious quarterback draft for a lot of different reasons. Went to a very good team in the Dolphins and a great coach in Shula, and then hit the ground running. And as we know, you know, the career he had. But it'll be very interesting to get what he thinks Sam has to do to hit the ground running here. Uh, with the Jets. So a, a good guy to give you that perspective because one of the great quarterbacks. And, you know, a lot of times we get into whether this quarterback's an all-time great or that quarterback's an all-time great. How many rings did he win? Oh, did he win a Super Bowl MVP? Did he win a Super Bowl? Well, here's a guy who never won a Super Bowl. Here's a guy who went to the Super Bowl in the second year and probably thought he was going to go back ten times and never went back again. Amazingly, how little success he and Shula had in the playoffs, which is almost remarkable because of how good he was. But does anybody think for a second that Dan Marino isn't one of the all-time great quarterbacks? It's almost foolish to say that's how good he was. So it's not just about that. Sometimes you can see, you know, the forest for the trees. I mean, they, they didn't come any better 
than, than Dan Marino. So it would be interesting to talk to him. The Yankees last night got a win. And listen, they're not going to catch the Red Sox. We all know that. They're eight behind the loss. Although the Red Sox are still losing. They were rallying today, but they were still losing this afternoon's game. But the so everyone made a big deal like Oakland was going to catch him. I never really worried much about the A's catching them, and that would be just to flip the home field for the wild card. The Yankees are ten up on Seattle; they have five up in the loss on Oakland. I don't, th- and Oakland still has a lot of games with Seattle, which I know is coming apart at the seams, and uh, with the Astros who have gotten healthy and started to play a little better, and now zooming towards a hundred wins again after having a you know real rough spot in their uh, schedule, but. I wasn't even worried about the game from that from that standpoint. And I know that they didn't want to go out there and get swept. But let's be honest. The team right now, despite last night's win, has a lot of pieces that it's got to get back together. It really does. And one of them's tonight with Severino. And getting Judge back and healthy and Didi back and healthy. And, yeah, that was a big hit by Voight. And then, obviously, they got to the bullpen. They got some hits, and they got opened the game up, and they went on to a uh, a good win last night to get everybody calmed down because now they have a five-game lead again in the loss column. And I think everyone can start to put September in perspective now. The one thing that has happened clearly, and I've been a big bird supporter, but fair's fair. You know, Voight's come in and taken his job. I mean, he deserves to play every day. He's earned the right. I mean, he's come in. And here was a guy who came in, no rep, didn't do well the first time, didn't look like he could feel the position, wasn't hitting a whole lot, and then came back, and since he came back, he's been tearing it up, and he's gotten a lot of big hits, and he's kind of pumped up the bench, and he's kind of, you know, pumped up the squad a little bit. He's given him a little life. That was a big home run last night, and I know it's tough on Bird, and the Yankees gave Bird a lot of chances. And Bird's future, you know, everyone thought was very solid, and now it's a little less solid. It's not over, but right now, Voight deserves to get the job. Now, that doesn't mean he keeps it all the way to October. He's going to have to hit to keep it. But right now, you can't even guarantee that Bird will be on a postseason roster. Not the way things are going right now. And Voight deserves the job. He, he's earned it. He went out and did it the right way, went out and won it with his bat. He's gone out. He's hit a bunch of home runs. He's scored a bunch of runs. He's gotten on base. He's gotten big hits. He's hit the ball hard, so he's done his job. Yeah, he's got a good performance last night from Hap. And, you know, I've been – I was uh, enormously behind Hap coming to the Yankees. And I think Hap is, was perfect for them. Perfect for them, especially when the bullpen's going well, and the bullpen really isn't going great right now. And they could have pushed Hap a little bit last night. They didn't. And that's a, you know that's the kind of six innings from half that you want to see. Boom, boom. I mean, just everything, just uh, perfectly under control. But I would say right now, Severino is still the guy who I think, at this, if you ask me today, on the 5th of September, who gets to start in the wild card game, I still think at this moment it is Severino. I would say Tanaka and Hap are about in a flat foot of tie. Now, if it became a lefty-righty thing where the matchup suited one better than the other, then I would look at it. Tanaka's been a very good postseason pitcher. He's been a good big-game pitcher his whole life. So you got to take that into account. So right now, I would still, and I would say the three can be considered, and they can go to any one of them. 
in the last 10 days and groom them to pitch that game. They will have that luxury. And I don't think it will be decided when I asked Boone this the last time I had him on. He said we will not make that decision until we have to. But I would right now say it's Severino a length in front of Happ, and Happ is a neck in front of Tanaka, but they're all in the mix. Now, like I said, the team, lefty-righty, comes into play, and any one of the three could start the game. But I still think at this moment the Yankees would prefer Severino to start the game, but it happens Tanaka are both in the mix. The Yankees have to find someone to pitch the fourth game of a series. Those three will get a start. Severino, Happ, and Tanaka are going to start playoff games. They have to decide who, starts, who gets a start after that. Unless the series winds up in such a way where the schedule works where they don't have to start a fourth guy. Well, we'll see how that plays out and how many innings the guy pitches and there's so many things that come into the variable. But your one, two, three is going to be Severino, Tanaka, and Happ. Or Severino, Happ, and Tanaka. Or maybe Happ, Severino, and Tanaka. We'll have to wait and see. But I think all three are in the running. I still think Severino is still the guy. But more than that, this team has got to get the bullpen on edge, make a decision on Chapman, get Judge back and get him healthy. Not where he's taking this wrist into the postseason and worried about it. Don't bring him back to get hurt again. Don't push him back here earlier than he needs to come back. Just get him ready now to swing the bat healthy in the last couple of days of the season so you feel comfortable getting him into the postseason. He does not have to do anything before that. They are not catching the Red Sox, folks. They're eight behind. And the Red Sox were, lo- were losing that game today. They were they were coming on. I don't know if they uh, caught him or not. Let me see what the uh, score is. But, you know, they're not going to catch him. It's, oh, they, they just tied the game up. It's, a, it's 7-7. The Red Sox got 6-8 in the eighth to tie the game up. It's now 7-7 with the Braves. So they haven't even lost today yet. And right now, I told you yesterday, the Yankees would have to go 21-3 if the Red Sox went 500. The Red Sox are starting to win again, and odds on catching would be impossible. If you were dreaming of that September 18th to matter, don't think it's going to happen. I don't think that day when the Red Sox come in, there'll be anything that will have you dreaming about a division title. But it doesn't mean... There's not a lot of excitement in store for October. Just have to take a different route. We've got a lot to get to today, as we said, Marino. We'll get to all the football stuff. i got a lot of giant stuff and jet stuff to get to. Phil makes the Ryder Cup team. I don't know if that surprised a lot of people. Shouldn't. We'll get it all rolling right after this.